Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.midmaster.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. I hope you're all well. So here we are with our special on Mark DeCascos. Um, it's one that I've been planning. It's been in the pipeline now for a while. Um, but before we get to that, I just wanted to do, well, a little bit of housekeeping, I guess, really. Um, so our last episode, we had our Jean-Claude Van Damme special. And well, it... Well, it kind of took off. It kind of went a little bit crazy. Um, obviously, those of you that have been following the podcast for a, for a while now will know that you know I have a love for martial arts in general. You know, whether it's um, as my job as an instructor, whether it's um, you know make, trying to make a career as a as a performer in films, uh, whether it's just training myself. I I have a, a general all round love for martial arts, and well, when I posted the the episode for uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme last time around. I wasn't expecting him to share it on his page. Um, what I would like to say is thank you to all the, the new listeners and welcome to all the new listeners that have joined us as a result of him sharing sharing last week's episode. But wow, I mean, what what a crazy couple of weeks it has been as a result in a, in a positive way, obviously. But I guess I'm, I guess I want to say welcome to all the new the new listeners. Um, so in this week's episode, as you'll know, as has been advertised on social media, this episode is dedicated to Mr. Mark Dacascos and his work within the martial arts and movies. Um, and I think the best way to start this off probably is explaining maybe a little bit as to why I've decided this. So going back, going back a while now, um, going back to the sort of mid-1990s, um, I'd begun training again in martial arts, having had a, 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 taken a little bit of a break um, through my sort of early teens um, and I'd worked my way through the, the grades, as, as we all do, um, dedicated myself completely and wholly to, to, to martial arts at the time. You know, I was, I was training, I was training six days a week, most weeks. Um, I was spending more time in the martial arts gym training than I was with my friends and family. They, I guess, I guess the fellow students to a point did become, um, my friends and family for a while because I was, I was just there all the time. I was completely hooked. Now, around this sort of time, the late sort of late nineties, um, I'd actually began being more involved with the school that I was training at as, a, as an instructor, and you know I was I was still heavily into heavily into my training, and it was sort of around that time there was the, the, the internet became something that was more readily available, more easily. Well, I say easily, not very easily by today's standards, but it was more easily accessible at the time, and. You know, we were starting to come across these videos of people performing all these um, fantastic techniques. We didn't all, we weren't always able to put names to what these techniques were. And, and, and keeping in mind, you know, I was a, I was a young boy growing up in in South Yorkshire, uh, in the UK, and you know, so we were pretty sheltered with regards to our exposure to martial arts. It really, all we saw was what we would come across on, on television and films. And, and most of the time, you know, names of styles and systems weren't put to those techniques that we were seeing. So, you know, we were finding these these techniques on, on the internet. And, and then, you know, we were going into the gym. What I would do is um, I would transfer them onto VHS, for those of you that remember VHS. Um, and we would play them on a 
big TV screen in the gym that was fitted. The, the, the screen was actually in there for promotional reasons for the for the parents, but um, <laughs> I would I would sneak swap the tapes around and we would we'd watch these um, martial arts techniques on loop and try to copy them. And this one particular time. One of the older students walked in whilst myself and a couple of the other kids. I say kids, they're now they're now in their thirties and, and, and one of them is actually quite a successful stuntman, but we'll we'll get to that another day. Um we were we were attempting some techniques and he walked in and he said, um, Hey guys, um have you seen a film called Only the Strong? And we were like, No, no, not seen that. He said, Oh, well, the weekend, come round to my house and and we'll watch it. So we were like, Yeah, okay, cool. So what we didn't realise was we were actually Copying, uh, attempting to emulate um, capoeira techniques that we'd found on a, a, a popular tricking website at the time called Bilang or Bilang, however you want to say it, Bilang.com. And we we had no idea what we were doing, really. We were just trying to copy them. And obviously he'd seen them and then noticed that they were similar to the techniques that Mark and the other um, actors and performers were demonstrating in the film when they were strong. And yeah, we... The weekend came, we went along, we, we sat down. He actually had a, it was an imported VHS version and because there wasn't actually a UK release at the time. So he had a, uh, was it NTSC, I believe it was? Or maybe this other way around. But anyway, it was an American release and we sat down and we were just utterly mesmerised. We were like, this is the, these are the things that we've been trying to do. Anyway, I searched like crazy to find a, a, a copy of the film and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then... Can't remember what, when it was. It was a short time later. There was a VHS release became available, so that became our new our new video that we would play in the in the martial arts studio as teenagers, um, trying to copy these techniques. And we, for the most part, we got most of them down. Obviously, some of it was a little bit difficult because, you know, obviously the way that. Um, films are put together um you don't always get to see a, a nice wide shot of the technique so we were a lot of it was guesswork um but you know the the, the various different techniques we worked out and we worked out until we got them and then uh, we would start putting them into our forms at competition and uh, much 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 simpler days and then obviously following from that you know it was a name that i i started to look for um and we as many people did, we discovered Drive and then Brotherhood of the Wolf and, and so on from there. I remember being particularly excited about um, seeing that he was going to be in martial law because that that was one of the... There was two TV shows on that I would alternate between recordings. Obviously, it's VHS days. We couldn't... You know, you, you couldn't just set your DVR or whatever to record three or four different shows. You had to pick and choose. And over here at, this, at that time, martial law was shown at the same time as I believe... I believe it was the Mortal Kombat TV series, and so I was having to say, "Well, pick or choose which." And obviously, I was training, so I couldn't, I couldn't be at home. I had to be training, so I had to pick and choose which to record. And I remember being particularly excited about that that episode. And um, yeah, simpler times. So. Um, on to what we're going to be doing in this show now that I've just spent five minutes talking <laughs> about my old times training. What we're going to be doing, then, for those of you that are new to the show, uh, what I'm going to do is um, play to you a selection of clips from people that have submitted um, over this last sort of three-week period. 
Um, I invited people via social media to to send in their thoughts and memories, shall we say, of of Mark's films and and how how he's influenced them and how those films have influenced them and shaped their careers. I've also reached out to people, uh, mutual friends within the industry, people that have worked with him, um, people that work in the industry that have been influenced by his work, um, and hopefully, you know, by the end of the show, um, you'll you'll have a a better idea or, or more of an insight to Mark as, a, as an individual. So the first recording we're going to go to is from Mr. Mike Moella, um, a German martial artist and actor, fantastically talented individual, um, somebody that I've um, connected with via social media, one of the cool things that social media is good for. Um, I've been a, a long-time follower of his work. Uh, if you've not checked out his stuff, go do go to, to Facebook and have a look at it. But yeah, let's have a listen to Mike's thoughts, and I'll catch you after that. Hey guys, Mike Muller here. Just want to share a few words about one of the best in the business, Mr. Mark DeCascos. I had the pleasure and honor to work with Mark on the movie Ultimate Justice a few years ago. I've been a fan since I saw Only the Strong in the early 90s and besides this, Crying Freeman and Drive are my absolute favorites. The first time I met Mark was during the prep for Ultimate Justice and I was very impressed by this down-to-earth, humble, and so talented man. And most important, he's really a nice guy. He really is. Working with him was a gift. He was always professional and friendly to everyone. His fighting skills were still great and his acting was even better. I mean, just look at John Wick 3. Amazing. I wish him all the best in the future, especially that he gets a main part in a big-budget movie. He really deserves it. So, that's from my side. Greetings from Germany. Mikey out. Bye-bye. So, big thanks to Mike for sending that over. Um, I appreciate your time and effort to do that. Um, one of the things that I've noticed through speaking to mutual friends, through other people in the industry, is there's this overriding theme of, of how much of a nice guy Mark is. Now, what I will say before we go any further is I, I haven't met him. I, I don't know him. Um, but we do have a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but we do have some mutual friends. And, you know, the, the thing that I've, I've heard from all of them is how much of a nice, decent, down-to-earth guy he is. Um, and I'm sure that's a, that, that it's going to be a theme that's going to pop up again later, later in some of the other recordings. Um, but just to touch on a couple of the films there that, that Mike mentioned, obviously Drive, I think that's... Um, I think it's fair to say that that is going to be a film that is going to be um, heavily mentioned in the other the other recordings that have come in as well, uh, and rightly so as well. I, I remember um, watching that at the time when it came out and being absolutely blown away by it. You know, not not only the martial arts scenes, but the, the acting, the comedy, the, the the it was such a good fun film. You know, just a quality fun film, um, but with top level action in there as well obviously Koichi Sakamoto and Alpha Stunts and you know I, I again this was one of the films that I was constantly going back to revisiting and and even now you know um, some of my students that are coming through will sometimes will, will, will organize um, movie nights and things charity movie nights and you know drives one of those films that I do feature and the the the, the total look of um, astonishment, the mesmerized looks on their faces when they see this film. It, it, it is, it is one of those quality, 
go-to films that tends to pop up on on lists you know you'll you'll tend to have people who will mention certain films um you know they'll say oh you've got to make sure you must see drunken master 2 and you must see this and you must see that and then drive is always on that list um obviously as well john wick 3 uh, more recent film absolutely fantastic and actually one that i am going to touch on a little bit later on so our next recording comes from william um somebody that i've connected with on social media again many many years ago it, it he actually reminded me in this recording of how we connected, um, and you know, you know, as we have busy lives, and um, yeah, when he reminded me of this, it was like, oh wow, yeah, I do remember that now. But anyway, we'll go to William's recording, and then I'll come back to you on the other side. Hey, Chris, it's William Joseph Hill, all the way from Hollywood, California. Man, we go way back, I think, to 2002, 2003. You interviewed me for KungFuCinema.com for a, a script that I had written, a film called Shira the Vampire Samurai. Um, we're talking about Mark Dacascos. Man, he's been around forever. Now, I'm from Hawaii, too, and he's, of course, from Hawaii, and his father's, like, legendary. Uh, his father, Al Dacascos, was, like, well, well-known. I think... His family's uh, originated in like Kajukembo or one of those eclectic styles that's very popular in the islands. Never had the chance to actually meet him yet or work with him, but I know people who know people or know people who've worked with him. And he's, he's just awesome, amazing. His artistry is fantastic. But, um, you know, I think when we think about like quintessential Mark Dacascos movies, of course, most of us will, will think of Double Dragon, especially those of us raised on scrolling video games like me and, and, and that like Nintendo and whatnot. But um that that's a classic that's a classic in the martial arts realm and stuff. But the one's most memorable moment of mine is from his film Only the Strong, the Capoeira movie. Of course there's the schoolyard and the kids have got the music and he's playing like a substitute teacher. You know, they think oh he's a disciplinarian and he comes up to them and he's like, Hey, turn that music up and of course, they crank it, and then he throws down some capoeira. So it's kind of like a martial arts capoeira style beat street or breakin. Which I'm an '80s b boy, so I totally appreciated that. And it was kind of like, oh, breakin's not dead. That's the the quintessential moment that when I think of like, oh yeah, Mark Dacascos from from Only the Strong. But my latest experience has been getting to see John Wick three on the airplane coming back from a wedding, and. That was incredible. The fights, the action in that's incredible. But, but Mark, especially his fight scene with Keanu is, is like, I mean, that's a a master class in choreography, in cinematic fighting, in action, in brutality. I mean, it's everything. It's so realistic and so gritty and raw. It's just like, wow, so impressed with that. So, yeah, I do aspire to get a chance to work with him in the future incidentally it's it's funny because like i still write i'm getting ready to release my sci-fi martial arts action novel cyber fighter on amazon and amazon kindle coming out november 2019 It'd be great to get him in that if we ever make the movie but anyway love these podcasts this is fantastic to hear from everybody everybody's contributions everybody's connections to these people and these martial artists who've influenced us because let's face it you know those of us who are in the martial arts, when we go and we, we train and we go to the movies to be entertained, and we're always like, it's, that's part of what inspires us to keep going or, or to keep trying to better ourselves because we see them do a fantastic move or fantastic sequence, and we're like, oh, man, I got to get that good. So, And Mark Dacascos is one of those martial artists that I aspire to be 
just like I mean I can't be just like him because the way he moves is 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 poetry, but it's it's inspirational. So anyway, uh, aloha, and oh, as we say, like in Honolulu, it would be laters. But anyway, yeah, from Hollywood, Chris, great, great, uh, great podcast. Enjoying these a lot. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, William. Great recording. Thanks for sending that in. Um, just picking up on what you were saying at the end there about being inspired by Mark and, and other actors within the martial arts movie industry. It's so true. It's so true. And I, I'm sure I'm sure they fully appreciate this. Um, but, you know, myself, especially, and I know this of other people as well, you know, we do, we have those days, those days of self-doubt and, you know, um, you know, can can I can I go far in this industry? Can can I keep going the way I'm going? Can I keep training as hard as I'm training? And then, and then you you know you go into these films and you see these people doing the things that they're doing, and it and it inspires you to to keep pushing and to keep going. So I yeah, I fully echo what you're saying there and, and and agree with you. Now on the subject of John Wick three, which you brought up during the recording, the character of Zero, for me, a, a, an absolute fantastic character. You know what I really loved about him was, and I'm all saying there's there's little I recognise little bits of myself in that character as well, and I'm sure other people do as well. You know, you know, it's super super serious about the training and 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 super serious about the job and the profession, but at the same time a complete and utter martial arts geek, and and in the case of of the character Zero, completely obsessed with John Wick. And I loved, I loved those moments of the the the, the clarity in, in, in the moments of the the action and the focus and, and the the, the, the single mindedness, the, the need to to do the job to a hundred percent. And then in the downtime, turning into this complete and utter John Wick geek, you know, the, the, the super fan that knows everything about everything, you know, desperate to sit next to him and ask his, you know, to 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 get his. Um, you know, approval, so to speak, and I thought that was a really cool and a really clever decision with with this character. And I think um, you know, Mark Mark really did the character justice. Um, you know, to to go from those moments, those extremes of you know the the in this the sort of the sharp intake of breath during the action. You know, thinking oh, you know the 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 the, the violence the. the aggressiveness of it to then go completely the the opposite to that you know turning into this almost sort of childlike it's just the raw excitement he's getting to meet his hero i've been you know we've i've been in that position before you know and it's it is difficult you know you're on set and you're meeting somebody that you know you've watched on on tv for for years um and they're right in front of you and you're, you're trying to keep yourself professional but the the complete geek inside of you is having a complete freak out so next we're going to take a recording from a good friend of mine, um, somebody who submitted before into the show, a fantastic UK-based martial artist and actor, uh, Mr. Lee Charles. Hi guys, uh, Lee Charles here again, putting my little bit in for the Mark the Cascos podcast. Um, I was first introduced to Mark, I mean, I don't know, probably like Double Dragon, remember Double Dragon? Uh, Watching that, thinking this guy's amazing. Obviously, only the strong, which everyone was introduced to, and where Capoeira was introduced to the world. Obviously, being in the martial arts, I knew about Capoeira before it. But the ultimate movie for me, in terms of Martha Cascos movies, has to be well, there's two actually Drive, which is just absolutely phenomenal, and one of my all time favorite movies of all time, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf for me is 
near perfect as a movie. So yeah, um, what can you say about Mark Cascos? Just phenomenal, phenomenal. Bigger star than what he is in my mind, you know, one of the top, top martial arts superstars, martial arts action stars, and is absolutely phenomenal at what he does. It was great to see him, obviously, in John Wick 3. Um, it was good to see him on screen in Hawaii Five-O. You know, this guy is just absolutely amazing, you know, the Crow TV series. You know, you could go on forever. For me, though, it has to be Drive for for its groundbreaking, you know, action scenes and everything else, and for performance, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Take care, guys. Speak to you soon. Big thank you, Lee, for that. Um, I know you're a busy guy, and I know you, I only just asked you for the previous podcast, um, but you know you've come through as always, and uh, I really do appreciate it, mate. So, yeah, um, I completely agree with with what you were saying on there. Uh, and interestingly enough, you do you mentioned Hawaii Five O, and um, it, well, I, I was mentioning this to a friend actually the other day. Hawaii Five O. That's kind of like um, there's there's a few TV shows that both myself and my wife will agree to sit down and watch together and that's one of them um we actually uh, it was it was actually the fit we've watched it since the first episode from the first series um when it first launched i was like oh, i'm gonna give this a go i'm gonna watch and and at the time i was watching it and my wife came in and she's like oh you're watching one of your tv shows and basically what she means by that is you know by one of my tv shows it usually involves something science fiction or something with fighting in it um, and she sat down and watched it with me, and then it's 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 kind of turned into that TV show that we we watch together. Um, little insight into my family life there, but um, but no, um, the the character of Wo Fat is, I I mean, first of all, when I found out that that Mark was going to be in this series, obviously being a fan of his prior to this the the series, I was so super excited for that. Um, and then finding out that obviously he was going to be a bad guy is like yeah, this is this is really really cool. When I when we obviously when the character was killed off, it was it was one of those really odd moments for me because you know the the character I mean personified evil really you know um, and Mark played it played it really the bad guy really really well just the the intensity in his eyes was just. You just can't even describe it, really. But when the character was killed off, it was a really difficult one for me because I. It was one of those characters that you loved to hate, but you didn't. You didn't want them to not be in the show anymore. So you were kind of like, uh, you know, I really want Wofat to die because he's a, you know, not a nice person. I won't use bad language, but at the same time, I really didn't want him to be killed off because I really enjoyed him being in the series. I'm sure you, you know, people that watched it will know what I mean, but. Yeah, such a such a great character, and you know, obviously the the other things that you mentioned, Brotherhood of the Wolf, especially. I know the one particular the one particular scene where the character is introduced, when Manny's in- introduced, and Mark jumps down from the, the the horse, and his feet hit the ground with that big thud. You think this is going to kick off? This is going to be good. So um, yeah, really, really some good shouts there, Lee. Um, thanks for submitting. Okay, so our next recording comes from Raf, who reached out to me over Facebook. Um, it's all the way over in Adelaide, in South Australia. Okay, so we'll check this one out and I'll be back to you on the other side. Hi, Chris. This is Raf. Um, I'm super excited that you're going to have Mark Dacascos on the show. Uh, I just remember, you know, when I was a kid and I saw Crying Freeman for the first time and I saw him do the barrel roll and I was like, man, I have to learn how to do that. So I just practiced relentlessly and, until I could do it. And he was a, he's a massive inspiration to me as a martial artist when I was growing up. And um, it was awesome to 
recently watch him on the big screen in uh, John Wick 3. I thought he was amazing in it. So can't wait to hear the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for that, Raf. Um, this is one of the really cool things that I enjoy about this podcast is, you know, getting in touch with people um, never spoken to before um, from all corners of the world. You know, here's me sat in the UK listening to a, a, an audio clip sent in by a listener from, from Australia, from the other side of the world. It's just it's crazy, you know, all, all brought together by our, the common theme of love for martial arts and in this particular case um, as followers of, of Martin Cascos' work. So, yeah, just going back to what you were saying there with regards to the techniques, so the barrel roll, I believe, I mean, terminology is going to differ from place to place, but... Um, if it's a technique I'm thinking of in, in Crime Freeman, I believe it's the what, what I call um, the butterfly twist, um, which is one of those techniques that this is going to sound ridiculous, but when you know how to do it, it's really easy. But when you don't understand it, it's an absolute nightmare. I remember spending ridiculous amounts of time literally drilling myself into the floor trying to get this one right. Um, again, it's one of those funny ones where if you use the sort of mental safety net of a crash mat, um, it's not to say that it's easy, but you, you can. You, sometimes you can become reliant on it, and then the minute that mat's not there, it, it <laughs> you know it feels like you're jumping over a, a pit of spikes trying to land it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember um, learning that one. Then I remember having to try and modify it for um, for sort of more uh, film use. Um, um, being that generally speaking myself anyway um we usually used it as a um a reaction uh, a spin out and so then you had to sort of get over the you'd spend all the time learning to land it on on your feet or one foot first and then you had to not put your feet down which was again it was a little bit of a mental hurdle but oh, great fun times um I, you know, my, my elbows and knees and and lower back <laughs> are a little bit less happy about performing it these days, but still giving it a go, still giving it a go. But um, with regards to, actually I mentioned this earlier on in the show, it was after, you know, when we'd seen only the strong we trying techniques. One of the techniques in particular that we were, we were trying to do, again, terminology differs from place to place, but it was the, what we would call the uh, Albertito. Um, in the tournament scene, it was sometimes called the um, L-Kick, or I believe it was Am- Amazon... On Sonic, anyway, whatever it was, the one where you're doing like a handstand kick, um, and anybody that's tried that out there will will understand when I say the amount of times you either fall on your face, your elbow buckles, and you sort of fall on the side of your head, or the really embarrassing one sometimes when you sort of overcommit to it and you end up sort of kneeing yourself in the side of the face. <laughs> but it is it's one of those um, it's one of those really cool kicks that one when you get it, it's it feels so cool when you get it and you can get so many cool photos uh, I, I have hundreds of those photos from you know back in my uh, sort of early 20s when I was doing this one on a constant basis sorry if you can hear that in the background I've just taken my watch off and I'm getting loads of notifications from people um, but yes uh, such a pro but yeah the the, the Albertino that was one that um, I, I still have a go at every now and again still throw it just to see if I can still do it it impresses the kids in the classes um, and it's nice to know that I can still throw it every once in a while. Okay, so um, the next clip we're going to go to is another friend of mine from within the martial arts industry, uh, Mr. Ray Heeks. Hi, Chris. I finally got around to doing a voice clip for you um, about your um, your podcast on Mark DeCascos. Um, myself, probably like a lot of other people, have been uh, quite thrilled to be seeing uh, Mark in um, Wu Assassins. And uh, I've followed Mark DeCascos for quite a long time. Um, 
uh, been quite uh, an influence in my life. Uh, probably uh, passed on through uh, one of my students in particular, who was uh, quite enamoured with seeing Mark de Cascos in Only the, Only the Strong. Uh, took up um, capoeira and had a maestro in Manchester, and he in turn actually um, showed me how to do some uh, some capoeira. I quite enjoy uh, having a bit of a dabble in different martial arts and learning things from my students as they learn things as well. Um, I quite like encouraging my students to go off and learn new things and uh, and show me some new stuff because I'm being a family guy, uh, not a lot of time to uh, to go all over the place like uh, like I used to do when I was a lot younger and certainly didn't have the money when I was younger um, so now now I'm depleting in a different way which is with time so I suppose in a way I'll, I'll live out things that my students learn um, I'll learn what they actually get off of uh, off of people and uh, I, I enjoy learning you know, as much as I can and, and going different places as much as I can but obviously um, if you can pick something up off your students that they pick up, then it's that's even a, a bonus, isn't it? But I think the thing that appealed to me with um, with uh, Capoeira and, and some of the other things I've, I picked up along the way from students and watching Mark the Cascos movies and along with a lot of other film stars, I suppose, is you know when you're actually watching the movie and you've you've learned some of the moves, you can actually um, you know put a name to the move. So when you see in a Kashada, you you know what a kick it is, and if you see a Tusk, you know it's a sweep. So uh, yeah, so no, I really enjoyed watching Mark Cascos films. I've enjoyed seeing his uh, his his return on Wu Assassins, and uh, I hope that we keep seeing him making movies. It's, it's fantastic. Okay, thank you. Thanks for your recording, Ray. Um, yeah, as you were saying, with regards to um, seeing the techniques in films and later learning them, obviously it's something that I've touched on a couple of times already. But um, yeah, especially um, as I said before, with with only the strong. Um, I, you know, growing up, as I said before, growing up in, in South Yorkshire in, in the UK, it's you didn't really see a lot of, of capoeira. It wasn't really something that was readily available. I mean, the majority of the martial arts you would see that sort of time, sort of 80s and 90s, was um, karate, taekwondo and judo. Um, it, was, it was very rare you would see anything else. And so for me, when I saw um, capoeira, first of all, initially through videos on the internet and then obviously later on through um, catching up sort of the back catalogue of Mark's work and, and only strong in particular, you know, it, it was, it opened my eyes to the other arts that are out there and as well, you know, uh, being able to you know study them visually uh, and then later on physically as well. But, you know, looking for the similarities between the different arts, you know, um, you know certain techniques that, that, that begin and end in a certain way, they use the same biomechanics, uh, the similar body movements, weight distribution, um i'm putting my geek hat on here now <laughs> but no it was it, it it really sort of sparked my interest in in looking for what else is out there um you know and and i can trace this back as i say back to when i first saw um these sort of movements and it, as i say initially on the internet and then later through owning the strong and it sort of piqued my interest to, to go out and look for other things uh, as well obviously you touched on on Wu assassins now i have a and it's not an admission I don't suppose. I'm just a bit, I'm just busy at the moment. But I have watched the first, I want to say four episodes. I believe it is. Um, I know with a, with with Netflix, it does it gives you the ability to sort of binge watch things. But um, I find it really hard to do that. I, I like to sort of watch an episode, take it in, leave it a few days, watch the next one, take it in. But um, you know, between running my school and obviously the podcast and the online courses and two different film projects I've been involved with as well. 
finding time to sit down and then watch this all has been really, really tricky. And what, what I will say from what I've seen so far, a really fun series, um, by far easily the, the best martial arts um, choreography and, and, and work for a TV show that, that I've ever seen. Um, you know, not taking away from any of the other shows that have been mentioned earlier or um, any other shows in general, but yeah, some top, top quality work and obviously really clever the way that they um, changed between the different different people. So change obviously between Iko, Iko and, um, and Mark, you know, very, very clever how they did that. Um, and I am going to pick it up and I am going to watch all the other episodes and catch up. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to make it a priority to do it next week. There we go. So I've committed to it on the podcast now. Okay, so the the next recording we're going to go to is from Mags, one of our long-time uh, listeners and, and somebody who always gets involved and sends things in. Usually sends us really, really long recordings as well, really in-depth ones I had to uh, have to edit down. But this time around, it's managed to keep it pretty small. Okay, so um, we'll go over to Mags and then I'll catch up with you on the other side of that. Hi, sir. Hope you're well. Uh, just wanted to jump in on the Mark Dacascos special. His acting ability and the, his ability to portray different martial arts styles convincingly is amazing. Uh, he's also awesome with tricks and flips. So, you know, he's, he's a good all-rounder and I've uh, always enjoyed his films. I think the first film I saw with Mark Dacascos was American Samurai. It's an early 90s film. It's very, very much in the spirit of American Ninja and American Shaolin and films like that that were, were around at the time. Uh, it was my first introduction to the samurai style and the, the no-nonsense sword fighting, you know, one stroke and you're dead type stuff. Um, it led me on to other samurai films and uh, yeah, it's now one of my, my favourite subgenres of, of martial arts cinema. So yeah, you know, I've got... Mark the Cossus to, to, to thank for that. More recently, uh, Mark the Cossus popped up as a Muay Thai fighter in the Netflix series The Legend of Bruce Lee. And uh, the fight scenes between him and Danny Chan, the guy who plays Bruce Lee, are uh, yeah, seriously worth watching. Uh, some really cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many more films I could mention, but uh, in the spirit of keeping it short, uh, I think I'll leave it there. Uh, I think you know my my record in in terms of keeping it short is, is not a hundred percent. So, uh, uh, but but I'm sure you'll agree. But uh, by by my standard, this particular message is uh, relatively short. So uh, thanks for the opportunity as always, and I look forward to hearing the episode. Max, I love it. Ordinarily, I would uh, just as a little little uh, insider thing here. Ordinarily, I do sort of edit the clips down a little bit, and <laughs> I had to leave that last bit in because it was brilliant. You know, Max is um, one of our most enthusiastic listeners. Whenever, if ever, I'm at an event and he's there with his son, who is a very, very talented martial artist in, in himself. Um, they've always, you know, they'll always have the t-shirt on. They always come up and say hi, get a photo, that sort of stuff, which is really humbling. It's really cool. But um, you know, normally when when we do a, a listener phone in or listener record um, sending, um, the 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 detail that Mags goes into is just amazing. I mean, I as I say, I'm a, a complete martial arts sort of movie geek and martial arts in general, a, a huge follower, but. This guy knows his stuff, and and as he said at the end of that clip, by his standards, 
That was incredibly short, but uh, it did raise some good points and obviously uh, mentioned some good films there as well. And, you know, some of which I've got, um, and as I know many listeners do, I've got on on VHS. I'm one of those people that um, I just can't bring myself to get rid of VHS copies. So I'll I'll have a a VHS copy, I'll have a DVD copy, I'll have a Blu-ray copy. I don't know if that makes me a hoarder or not, but I don't know. I've said this before, some films just seem to be... They just seem to be better on VHS. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's like some people say that, you know, certain certain pieces of music sound better on vinyl. I just think certain films are just better on VHS, to which end, as I've mentioned before, I have two VHS players in my office, um, one that I use and one as a spare if that one breaks. I don't know if that makes me a little bit sad, but <laughs> anyway, specifically for those VHS, I just think some films just 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 are just better on VHS. Anyway. I digress. Let's get back onto the subject. So, um, the next um, listener we've got that sent in a recording is Simon. So, I'll go over to Simon's recording and I'll come back to you on the other side. My first movie experience with Marta Cascos was Crying Freeman, which I saw on VHS in 1996 at my friend's house. I hadn't really seen any martial arts movies up until then. So, when I finally got to see Crying Freeman, I was hooked. And I was hooked on this movie because of this guy who could do all these incredible moves, kicks, jumps, sword fights, and I knew that I needed to start follow this guy's work and see what else he has done and what was to come. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, part of me also really liked him because of his unusually cool last name, although I'm pretty sure I called him Mark Descouscous at first a couple of times. But um, and I, I don't know if I have any particular favorite scenes with him as there are so many great to choose from, but I will say that the first fight scene in Brotherhood of the Wolf that introduced Mani was incredible, especially because of the way it was shot and how the whole thing was choreographed so well and the location was perfect for that particular fight. When I, I mean, when I watched that scene when Mani jumps down from his horse and hear that thump, when he touches the muddy ground in the rain uh, on full blast, already then I get the chills because I know he's about to kick some serious butt. But um, and uh, but not only is he my favorite actor because of all these great movies he's done over the last 26 years, but when I got to know him more, I also found this incredibly humble, funny, goofy, professional and grounded and very committed person. Uh, a man who loves life and always accepts a challenge with a big smile on his face and a positive attitude, and I just love that about him. He um, He's a true inspiration to me in many, many ways. I mean, I don't train martial arts myself, but he has inspired me to always be kind and respectful to other people, never let negative things get in the way of you living a happy and fulfilling life. I got to know Mark through Facebook back in 2012, uh, I found his page and wanted to write to him and let him know how much I have admired and how much he has inspired me ever since 1995. And I honestly didn't expect him to actually write me back, given that he's a big Hollywood movie star and probably didn't have the time for it, which I would, have, of course, ex- respect. But again, like this sweet, humble and kind man that he always is, he did write me back. And as he once told me himself, life changes all the time, and um, I can I can agree with I can only agree with that. Okay, Simon. So thanks very much for your recording. Um, what's really cool about this 
whole process that I found is, I, you know, I'm, I've been getting recordings, obviously, of Simon from within Europe. And then um, earlier on in the show, we had people sending recordings from as far as Australia and the United States. And it's such a cool process. But um, just touching a little bit on what Simon was saying there as well. Um, there's an underlying theme that I'm noticing throughout a lot of these recordings about how much of a you know genuine, down-to-earth, nice guy that Mark is. Um, what I will quickly just add, though, in there is, obviously, uh, Simon did mention that Mark was kind enough to send him a message at one point. Um, please don't all jump on Facebook and start sending messages expecting replies uh, because, obviously, you know, Mark's a very busy guy and um, I'm not going to speak for him, but I, I know from my own personal experience of running this podcast... You know, you, you can't reply to everybody all of the time. It is difficult. So just please do keep that in mind. Um, but no, uh, touching on the theme of um, people sending in recordings from all around the world. And um, this next recording that we're going to go to is from a good friend of mine and somebody who I must actually say a big thanks to um, for his involvement with certain things that have happened with this podcast. Um, my good friend, Mr. Mike Leader, who I've mentioned in previous recordings um, that you know he's been a, a massive influence in my career. He actually helped me with my first job um, in Hong Kong and China. Um, and and he's a, he's a mutual friend, shall we say, um, between myself and, and Mark. And he, as I say, he, he did help me out with a couple of things, something of which I'm going to come to after his recording. So let's let's jump to Mike's recording and I'll catch you after that. A uh, big fan of Mark the Cascos since I first saw him in action. Uh, in Angeltown, actually. Uh, he pops up in that as a barrio brawler. And then, of course, American Samurai, Only the Strong, Crying Freeman, of course drive uh the crow stairway to heaven so many cool movies uh really like boogie boy it's not a martial arts movie but it's really a dark thriller but really good tour de force by mark as an actor um exceptional martial artist very serious about his acting too um without sounding silly a much better actor than a lot of people i think really thought of him until they saw him in like a John Wick 3 exceptionally skilled um, very serious into his Shakespeare um, it was actually he was in New York to do Shakespeare in the park when he bumped into Chad Stileski the director of John Wick 3 and uh, young Mr. Keanu Reeves so Shakespeare study your Shakespeare get to do martial arts movies and kick ass um, I first met Mark Damn, back in 1995, um, Mark was coming through Hong Kong after spending some time in China, and a mutual friend introduced us, and myself and a Australian martial arts actor and stuntman, Mike Miller, from Knock Off with Van Damme. Uh, we got to spend a couple of days hanging out with Mark. Lovely guy, very passionate about his work, very honest about his work. Um, doesn't walk around expecting you to kiss his ass and treat him like a star. Um, he'd just done a little movie called Crying Freeman, and we sat in a little restaurant in Wen Chai in Hong Kong, and he acted out the whole movie for us, basically. And it was so refreshing to see someone who was so passionate about their work. Um, kept in contact with Mark over the years. Um, we didn't actually see each other for 20 years. Um, we, we crossed paths several times, but just timing was wrong when he was doing a 
China, uh, China Strike Force in Shanghai, and also when he was doing the Bruce Lee TV series. Um, we were meant to work together when uh, Christoph Gantz, who directed Crying Freeman and Brotherhood of the Wolf, was meant to do a French comic book movie in, in, in China, but that fell through. Um, and then in 2014, we reconnected and we ended up working together on a movie I co-wrote and co-produced called uh, Ultimate Justice, which is kind of like um, a Men on a Mission movie. And Mark Mark was fantastic. Uh, Mark came in, rocked it as an actor, rocked it as a martial artist uh, when it came to the action, came in with an attitude that I wish more actors would have. Um, you know, really wanted to make the characters work, wanted the interaction between the team to work. Um, and this is going to sound really strange, but it was also really nice to see someone helping people on set. Um, this is going to sound very strange, uh, but we had a German stuntman who had a stutter. And one day a couple of the other stunt guys were being dicks, shall we say, about the guy and his stutter. And Mark took the guy off to one side, and they were chatting, because just like Mark spent a lot of time in Germany, speaks fluent German, um, one of the many languages he speaks. And um, basically they discussed Shakespeare, and Mark told him, like, you know, Shakespeare, you have to have this command of your voice. You can't have a weak voice to do Shakespeare. And he, you know, went over some exercises and vocal techniques with, uh, the, with the stuntman to help him work on his stutter. And um, explained how, like, uh, James Earl Jones, you know, the voice of CNN and, you know, Darth Vader, used to have a stutter and cured it through Shakespeare. And it was really funny because me and the stunt guy were talking, and I said, you know, there's probably a million people who've learned how to throw a punch or a kick or a flip because of Mark Dacascos. But how many people got to, to learn Shakespeare from Mark Dacascos and work on their stutter, improving on that, so, yeah. Um, but no, cannot say enough good things about Mark. Um, I said, lovely guy, uh, super respectful, you know, just genuinely one of the nicest people in the world. Um, and I, and I, I hate a lot of people. I'm horrible. I'm very jaded. But Mark's someone I cannot say a bad word against, even if I tried. Um, but no, lovely guy. I have nothing but the highest respect and admiration for him consider him a very valued friend great to see him back in action in a big way with uh, you know, John Wick 3 and also Wu Assassins and you know, you'll get to see him soon fighting uh, my friend Brahim in The Driver which was shot in Thailand and hope to work with Mark on a couple of projects coming up so fingers crossed a huge thanks to Mike for sending that awesome recording in um, and sharing with us some of his experiences working with Mike on a professional level and, and as a friend as well, um, which is one of the really nice things that I like about these these podcasts where we're, we're focusing on, on an individual and their work and the impact that they've had on people, both in terms of their work and, and their friendship. You know, We're getting to hear from people who are fans, from people who are friends, people who are work colleagues. And it helps us... It, really helps us to get a better idea of, of the individual rather than again you know sometimes we can assume what people are like based on on what we see of them in films and on tv but you know this hopefully gives 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 people a, a better idea a more rounded um opinion shall we say of, of, of mark as a, as a person 
Um, and you know, obviously, such such positive positive stories that that people are sending in. Um, now, just obviously towards the end of the clip there. Uh, Mike and they said Mark then and I actually had a joke with him about the, the amount of we've had a lot of Mike's sending in recordings I mean I was going to mess it up and say Mike or Mark the wrong way around and I've just done it on the last one and I'm going to leave that in the edit too <laughs> but no um, Mike was just saying there at the end uh, with regards to the film Driver that I've actually seen um, some of the trailers for that on on the internet and it does look like a, a fun movie but what what caught my attention a little bit as well was obviously um, you, you get to see Mark working with his family. His, his wife and his daughter are both in this film together as well. So that would be really, really cool. And I would imagine that was a great experience for them, you know, all working together on, on the same production. Um, you know, uh, being at home together and then being at work together on set as well. And, and, and hopefully, I, I mean, obviously I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming that this might be the start of a, of a career for his daughter as well in the industry, which would be really cool to have that effect. I mean, you know, my my son's shown an interest in um, following in my, my footsteps with regards to martial arts and teaching. So, you know, I know what sort of a cool experience it is to have that sort of impact and that influence as a father. But yeah, big, big thanks to Mike for that. Now, I did actually mention before we went into that recording that Mike had played a role in um, something else as well, which I'm about to share with you now. It's... Uh, very, very cool, very cool thing. That's, I can't, it's hard to put it into words, really. But anyway, rather than try and explain, I'm just going to play it, and then I'll come back to you afterwards. Hello, this is Mark DeCoscos, and I would like to thank Chris Jones and the Kickback with Chris podcast and everyone who contributed to the podcast and has supported myself and my movies. A big, big thank you, and please know that I appreciate you. And Chris, I do look forward to meeting you in person. Big hug, virtual hug, and much aloha. Be well. I mean, wow. How cool is that? <laughs> it's, it's, as you can tell, I'm a little bit lost for words. But for me, you know, the, 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 journey, that, the journey that I've gone on with this podcast has been, it's been utterly incredible. <laughs> you know, going from the first episode just over a year ago where, um, I literally sat myself down in front of a computer and just spoke for about 20 minutes on subjects pertaining to the martial arts and my thoughts on certain things. And to fast forward now through to this, the last sort of few months, you know, culminating in, you know, getting an audio recording through from Mark Cascos. I mean, wow. I mean, super, super thank you. Um, can't thank you enough for that, really. I'm, I'm going to stop babbling on now. I, I'm having my zero moment now. I'm having my super geek moment um but yeah and as well obviously as i said before thanks to mike for helping orchestrate you know help organize that i really do appreciate it. and i know that our listeners will as well and i'm looking forward to getting the messages through from people um saying how cool it is for them as well and i, and I know that people are really are going to really appreciate that so that brings us to the end of this week's episode i hope you've all enjoyed it um what i will just quickly add is there were several people um that did actually want to send in recordings but have, have been otherwise um, taking up their, their their away working on set or they've been ill and things so what I am actually going to do is um, put them into a future episode um, I'll obviously put a little explanation into there as to why they're there as well but you know if you were if you were planning to send one and you couldn't send it for whatever reason please do still send it and I will include it in a future episode 
I hope you've all enjoyed it. Um, as always, uh, please remember to share this around social media. Um, you know, you can also uh, subscribe to us if you go to iTunes or Spotify and search for Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast. What is super important is you remember to put a space between kick and back. It's not one word. Some people do keep putting it together and then they can't find us. So kick, then space, kick back with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast. Um, and if you could subscribe to us on there. Also, if you do use iTunes, um, if you could leave us a, a star rating and review, not for my ego, although it is nice to read nice reviews, I'll be honest, um, but it's more the, the, the way that the iTunes system is set up to work is the more ratings and reviews that it sees, it sort of connects the dots so that people find us, so that people who like other martial arts um, podcasts and, and subjects similar it sort of connects us up and then we you know we we get to connect with more people which enables us to make more cool episodes with this because we have more people sending in um content for it but yes um thanks big big thanks to everybody that's been involved without you guys sending in these clips it's just me talking for 45 minutes which i know some of you like but i don't think many people would want to just hear me talking and so you know joking aside you know you you really do help create this uh, and without you guys showing support there wouldn't be a podcast. Um, again, thank you to Mark for sending in that recording. As always, please do remember to check out our show supporters. So we've got onlinekicking.co.uk for all your kicking tutorials and any help and advice with regards to kicking training. We've got mitmaster.com, so www.mitmaster.com for all the awesome pad training drills. In fact, what you can do if you want to go along to our website, which is kickbackpodcast.com, at the top of there, there is a banner. If you click that banner for mitmaster.com, it takes you through to their website. Any of the cool content that you buy whilst you were there, we get a little kickback, no pun intended, that helps us to support the show and obviously the various costs that are involved that go into producing this show, hosting it, etc., etc. Also, our friends over at artmarshallclothing.com, if you buy any of their cool t-shirts and those t-shirts and hoodies and stuff, they are really quite cool, I'll be honest. Some of the best stuff I've seen martial arts clothing range-wise. If you head over to artmarshall.com, anything that you purchase there at checkout, if you use the promo code CJ19, you can save yourself a massive 20%, which is a pretty awesome saving, I have to say, on any of their cool kit there. That promo code, I must stress, is only going to be activated until the end of this year, so you haven't got long left. We're into November now, so take advantage of it. Save 20%. Maybe you want to buy a friend or a training partner or just somebody that you like. Maybe just yourself. Treat yourself. You have to do that sometimes. Maybe you want to treat yourself to a cool t-shirt there. So, yep, check out our supporters, onlinekicking.co.uk, Mitmaster via our banner on our website, and, of course, our friends over at artmarshallclothing.com. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed the process of putting it together and connecting with all these people who I now consider new friends through social media. Big, big thanks to Mark as well. Also for sharing the links on your social media, Mark. That was a really cool move. Um, and it just helps further our, increase our reach on our listener base, which is, you know, I really do appreciate it. it took the time to do that. Um, have a great day, great week, whatever it is you're doing. Keep training hard and I'll speak to you all next time. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.